Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New York headquarters of the Lucis Trust. This is the full moon meditation meeting in the sign of Scorpio. Thank you all for coming here today to take part in this very important work. Scorpio is a sign of trial and testing, the transmutation of emotion, desire, and also the sign which governs that most difficult stage upon the path of return, discipleship. Its keynote is triumph, a spiritual triumph, which comes only once the lower self has been surmounted, the master within the cave of the heart known, and the disciple, in the stress of pain, loses himself to find himself, and through service and sacrifice, produces at one and finds peace. This is the peace of perpetual service of great joy and everlasting love. Today we meet not so much to talk about or contemplate the nature of the sign, but rather for an act of applied discipleship, that is group meditation. The purpose of this group meditation work at the time of the full moon is threefold. It's worth just stating them. The first is to facilitate an open flow of communication between hierarchy and humanity through which ideas originating in the mind of God can be mediated into human consciousness. The second, to establish a scientific rhythm of invocation and evocation, which will be the foundation of all approach to the divine in the coming age. And the third purpose, to prepare human consciousness for the approach of the hierarchy and its externalization within and among the human race. These are the sacred reasons for which we humbly gather here today to, quote, play our part with stern resolve, but also with faith, not so much in our own limited capacities as individuals, but in the perfect divinity of our own souls and in the unerring wisdom of that great august body with which we seek to cooperate. May the soul triumph over every obstacle, and may the great ones guide our thoughts, our hands, and all of our work here tonight. As we begin, it is important to keep in mind that meditation is the preeminent service technique for the disciple. Through its means, a channel of communication remains open between hierarchy and humanity. It establishes a rhythm of approach to the hierarchy and enables the disciple to take his stand at the very center of the cross of discipleship, balancing the horizontal and the vertical, as sensitive to higher impression as he is capable of expressing it in living service to his fellow man. The hierarchy can only reach the hearts and minds of humanity via the World Discipleship Group. It has no other mechanism of contact. The success of their work is therefore largely in our hands. 
And with this very grave responsibility in mind, let us take a moment before we begin to put aside our insecurities, our hatreds, our regrets, our irritations, and even all of our worldly aspirations, even just for a few moments. Let us join together in a moment of focused silence and in sound together the final lines of, the, of an esoteric catechism. The question is heard. What part, O pilgrim on the way, play you within this scheme? How will you enter into peace? How stand before your Lord? And the reply. I play my part with stern resolve, with earnest aspiration. I look above I help below, I dream not, nor I rest. I toil, I serve, I reap, I pray. I mount the cross, I tread the way. I tread upon the work I do. I mount upon my slain self. I forego peace, I forfeit rest, and in the stress of pain, I lose myself and find myself and enter into peace. It is important to know something about how the hierarchy seeks to use the opportunity of any particular full moon period. And the intuition is ultimately the faculty that discerns the nature of these energies and how hierarchy plans to use them. But employing the concrete mind and some study and reflection on the major conditioning constellation, in this case, Scorpio, is prudent. For the lower mind is the foundation upon which the higher mind can do its work. Scorpio, as said, is the sign of trial and testing, especially for the disciple, but also for humanity as it approaches the first initiation. This can only be achieved after a reorientation and reorganization of the entire psychological life of humanity with all the changes in culture and civilization that this entails. The first initiation marks the birth of the Christ within the heart, 
and it means that the consciousness of the soul has reached down to the very depths of the personality life, to the physical plane, and there created an awakening and realignment to spiritual values. Scorpio is the sign that brings these tests and trials to the physical plane, enabling humanity to take the next great leap forward in its spiritual evolution. And there are many signs today that humanity is approaching the first initiation, and evidence can be seen in humanity's response to the many crises it currently faces. It is humanity's response to these crises which indicates readiness, that the measure of goodwill and spiritual values outlast and outweighs selfishness, greed, and materialism. The rapid precipitation of crisis does not indicate failure. Mixed motives, the perpetuation of selfishness in varying degrees, and a continued withering of the law is to be expected as humanity approaches what will be a monumental turning point in its psychic and emotional life. <clears throat> Interestingly, one of the first signs that humanity has taken the first initiation will be the, the appearance of an entirely new creative art. And as we visualize the future, we can have perhaps this occurrence in mind, thinking, what will it look like? The Tibetan writes that in this art, devotion to materialism will be replaced by the creation of that which more adequately, adequately reflects the real, the beautiful, and the true. And that all of this will coincide with the reappearance of the world teacher, the Christ, who necessarily presides at the first and second initiations and therefore must and will reappear once humanity passes through this new birth. On the discipleship path, the tests and trials in Scorpio are ever self-initiated and increasingly difficult for they are faced on multiple levels of one's constitution at once. The entire lower self is put under tension and strain as a result of the disciple's sustained and conscious effort at reorientation. At a high stage of development, the entire past is evoked. Every latent unconquered situation, unresolved fault, uncontrolled disposition is summoned to the surface and coheres into that psychological entity known as the dweller on the threshold. At the same time, the angel of the presence is also evoked, and the two come face to face in a profound battle of the opposites. This battle is only and finally resolved when the personality recognizes itself as the dweller and enters in consciously into relation with the angel. In humility and self-effacement, the personality eventually concedes to the angel in whose light all evil dispositions suddenly fade away. At this stage, 
the two parts of the disciple become one. Fusion is attained, and ever greater avenues of surface open before his way. <clears throat> As Scorpio is the sign of discipleship, it is a good time also to reflect on what it means to be a disciple. What are its requirements? What are its goals? And most importantly, what does it mean to serve as a disciple within or on the periphery of some ashram within hierarchy? The way of the disciple has been called, quote, the lonely way of self-unfoldment, of self-effacement, and of self-discipline. It is the way of mental illumination and intuitive perception. This way is the way of soul consciousness above all else, and it necessitates developing a sensitive response to that still small voice of the soul, which we all can hear when the mind is quiet. Disciples therefore seek first mental illumination, soul consciousness, and the demonstration of all the qualities of the soul group consciousness, creative intelligence, service, sacrifice, and universal love. Most, un most importantly, the disciple must balance his inner development with an outer life of service. All that he comes to know himself to be on the inner planes must become objective and expressed in the spiritual livingness of the daily life. As soon as the disciple is able to function as the soul and establishes that two-way channel, <coughs> excuse me. My apologies. So as I was saying, as soon as the disciple is able to function as the soul and establishes that two-way channel of what we call the ascending radiance and descending illumination, he enters into relationship unconsciously at first with some ashram within the hierarchy. And as he proceeds, I have some water, thank you. And as he proceeds towards um, the center of the group spiritual life, <clears throat> as he proceeds towards the center of the group spiritual life, he learns to participate at first in very small degree in the ashramic meditation, which is ceaseless, magnetic and radiatory in its effects. The disciple's field of service is always self-chosen and self-initiated. It emerges from his or her participation in this group meditation. Tonight we gather together for a group meditation and can keep these many ideals in mind as we strive forward in service upon the way. Today is a day of preparation before tomorrow's full moon. 
Today we are asked to drop all of our own problems, personal and spiritual, to meditate upon the plan and how we as individuals and groups can cooperate with it. And as we prepare for tomorrow's day of safeguarding, we can consider one final question. What exactly is meant to be safeguarded on that day? There's certainly no aspect of the form life which needs safeguarding. Not our own thoughts or bodies or consciousness. Nor is it even the group integration, the group mind or the group ideas. What must be safeguarded is the plan itself. For in the exact moment of the full moon, that exact moment of the full moon is the moment of a climax of a united act of invocation involving both hierarchy and humanity. And each month, the image of the plan in all its livingness streams forth into human hearts and minds and is impressed upon the very fabric of human thinking. Much of it is misinterpreted, misappropriated, and misunderstood. But every month, in cyclic rhythm, the seed of divinity within humanity is coaxed gently and steadily awake. The disciples of the world stand as representatives of humanity in this great act of invocation, and therefore the means of triumph in this work lies in our hands. We must keep that channel open, and we must keep that channel pure, and above all, we must see past all illusion and glamour. We must see the way and become the way and persevere past every obstacle and distraction for the group, for humanity, but most of all for the plan itself. So let us now continue with our with the work we came here to undertake, which is our meditation. Letting in the light. Keynote of the full moon approach to the hierarchy. He who faces the light and stand with, stands within its radiance is blinded to the issues of the world of men. He passes on a lighted way to the great center of absorption. But he who feels the urge to pass that way, yet loves his brother on the darkened path, revolves upon the pedestal of light and turns the other way. He faces towards the dark. And then the seven points of light within himself transmit that outward streaming light in low. The face of those upon the darkened way receives that light. For them the way is not so dark. 
behind the warriors, twixt the light and dark, blazes the light of hierarchy. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the group of world servers. And sound together the mantram. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. Project a line of light and energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet. The planetary heart. The great ashram of Sanat Kumara. And towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. And then onwards towards Shambhala. The center where the will of God is known.
I have enjoyed. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extra planetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Never to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity coming into alignment and interplay.
meditate on the seed thought. Warrior I am, and from the battle, I emerge triumphant.
precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth. Use the sixfold progression of divine love, Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world. Lastly, physical centers of distribution. Lower interlude. We focus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram and sound together the affirmation of love. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self 
be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these energies are preparing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ. Distribution. Sound the great invocation. As you do so, visualize the outpouring of light, love, and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, irradiating the consciousness 
the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. The exact moment of the full moon is tomorrow morning, 6.02 Eastern Standard Time. And we invite all of you to link up at the exact moment of the full moon, if at all possible. So it is the, the climax of this great approach um, to hierarchy, which um, we've focalized here today. Um, the next new moon is Wednesday, November 23rd at 6 p.m. And the next full moon is going to be Wednesday, December 7th at 6 p.m. Thank you all and have a good night.